This is John W. Whitehead, author of Battlefield America, The War on the American People, bringing you a message about the state of our nation. Power corrupts, and absolute power corrupts absolutely. Anyone who believes differently hasn't been paying attention. Politics, religion, sports, government, entertainment, business, armed forces, it doesn't matter what arena you're talking about, they're all riddled with a kind of seedy, sleazy, decadent, depraved, immoral, corrupt behavior that somehow gets a free pass when it involves the wealthy and powerful elite in America. In this age of partisan politics and a deeply polarized populace, corruption, especially when it involves sexual depravity and predatory behavior, has become the great equalizer. Take Jeffrey Epstein, the hedge fund billionaire, convicted serial pedophile, recently arrested on charges of molesting, raping, and sex trafficking dozens of young girls. It's believed that Epstein operated his own personal sex trafficking ring not only for his personal pleasure, but also for the pleasure of his well-connected friends and business associates. According to the Washington Post, several of the young women say they were offered to rich and famous as sex partners at Epstein's parties. At various times, Epstein ferried his friends about on his private plane, nicknamed the Lolita Express. This is part and parcel of America's seedy, evil underbelly. As I documented in the in-depth piece I wrote earlier this year, child sex trafficking, the buying and selling of women, young girls and boys for sex, some as young as nine years old, has become big business in the United States. It's the fastest growing business in organized crime and the second most lucrative commodity traded illegally after drugs and guns. Who buys a child for sex? Ordinary men from all walks of life. They could be your co-worker, your doctor, your pastor, or your spouse, writes journalist Tim Swarns, who spent more than a year investigating the sex trade in America. Ordinary men? Sure, yeah. But then there are the extraordinary men, such as Jeffrey Epstein, who belong to a powerful, wealthy, elite segment of society, that operates according to their own rules, or rather, who are allowed to sidestep the rules that are used like a bludgeon on the rest of us. These men skate free of accountability by taking advantage of a criminal justice system that panders to the powerful, the wealthy, and the elite. Here's the thing. Epstein did not act alone. I refer not only to Epstein's accomplices, who recruited and groomed the young girls he is accused of raping and molesting, many of them homeless or vulnerable, but his circle of influential friends, buddies, and colleagues that at one time included Bill Clinton and Donald Trump, both one-time passengers on the Lolita Express. This is not a minor incident involving minor players. This is what I call the heart of darkness. Sex slaves, sex trafficking, secret societies, powerful elites, government corruption, judicial cover-ups. Once again, fact and fiction mirror each other. Some 20 years ago, Stanley Kubrick's final film, Eyes Wide Shut, provided viewing audiences with a sore glimpse into the elite global secret sex society that indulges the basis of urges of its affluent members while preying on vulnerable young women. It's not so different from the real world, however, where powerful men, insulated from accountability, 
indulge their most base and evil urges. These secret societies flourish, implied Kubrick, because the rest of us are content to navigate life with our eyes wide shut in denial about the ugly, obvious truths in our midst. This is how corruption by the power elite of flourishes because we allow it. While Epstein's alleged crimes are heinous enough on their own, he is part of a larger narrative of how a culture of entitlement becomes a cesspool and a breeding ground for despots and predators. It doesn't matter whether you're talking about a politician, entertainment mogul, a corporate CEO, or a cop. Give any one person or government agency too much power and allow him or her or it to believe they are entitled, untouchable, and will not be held accountable for their actions, and those powers will eventually be abused and to someone else's detriment. We're seeing this dynamic play out every day in communities across America. Abuse of power and the ambition-fueled hypocrisy and deliberate disregard for misconduct that makes those abuses possible. Works the same whether you're talking about sex crimes, government corruption, or the rule of law. For every Jeffrey Epstein, or Bill Clinton, or Harvey Weinstein, or Bill Cosby, or Donald Trump, who eventually gets called out for his or her sexual behavior, there are hundreds and thousands of others in the American police state who are getting away with murder, in many cases literally, simply because they can and they're allowed to. Unless someone changes in the way we deal with these ongoing egregious abuses of power, the predators of the police state will continue to wreak havoc on our freedoms, our communities, and our lives. Yeah, power corrupts. And absolute power corrupts absolutely. However, it takes a cultural of entitlement in a nation of compliant and willingly ignorant, politically divided citizens to provide the foundations of tyranny. As I point out in my, my book, Battlefield America, the War on the American People. For too long now, Americans have tolerated an oligarchy in which a powerful, elite group of wealthy donors is calling the shots. They have paid homage to patriotism while allowing the military-industrial complex to spread death and destruction abroad. And they've turned a blind eye to all manner of wrongdoing when it was politically expedient. We need to restore the rule of law for all people, no exceptions. Here's what the rule of law means in a nutshell. It means that everyone is treated the same under the law. Everyone is held equally accountable to abiding by the law. And no one's given a free pass based on their politics, their connections, their wealth, their status, or any other bright line test used to convert special treatment on the elite. This culture of compliance must stop and now. The empowerment of petty tyrants and political gods must end. The state of denial must cease. Let's not allow this Epstein sex scandal, by the way, to become just another blip in the news cycle that goes away all too soon only to be forgotten when another titillating news headline takes its place. Sex trafficking, like many of the evils in our midst, is a cultural disease that is rooted in the American police state's heart of darkness. It speaks to a far-reaching corruption that stretches from the highest seats of power down to the most hidden corners and relies on our silence and our complicity to turn a blind eye to wrongdoing. If you really want to put an end to these wrongs, you must keep your eyes wide open. Wake up. The Rutherford Institute is doing its part to push back against the police state and make the government play by the rules of the Constitution. But we can't fight these battles alone. 
To join the resistance, visit our website at www.rutherford.org and check out our library of thought-provoking commentaries, legal resources, and so much more. Subscribe to our email alerts and I will send you my weekly commentary, Rutherford press alerts, and a weekly rundown of pertinent headlines and news articles to keep you apprised of the growing threats to our freedoms. And finally, if you are able, please consider making a tax-deductible donation to the Rutherford Institute by again visiting us online at www.rutherford.org or donate using PayPal. Your donation allows the Rutherford Institute to push back against the government's power grabs, corruption, and ongoing assaults on the Constitution. Together, we can make America free again.